Hello and welcome to another week of our Lent Reflections on Worship in the Wilderness based on the resource by Sarah and Sam Hargreaves of Engage Worship. Today I'm going to open with a couple of verses from the book of Hebrews. Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Way back before I was a minister, I studied for a business and economics PhD. It's with a certain degree of regret that I admit it was an opportunity I never really grasped. Uh, and I never really came close to completing it. I don't want to sound big-headed, though this might. It wasn't that I wasn't capable of achieving it. The reality is that I just didn't want it enough. A mistake I made was to think that by sheer force of will I could keep plugging away at it and eventually I'd succeed. And maybe there are people who manage that. I imagine they're few and far between. Most who do succeed need a sustained period where that PhD becomes the primary focus of all they do. It needs to be the first thing they think of when they wake up in the morning, the last thing, th thing they think of as they lay their head down to sleep, and probably most of what they think about in between for a period of time. I never really got into that position. If you're going to achieve something like that, in fact, if you're going to achieve pretty much anything worthwhile in life, you really need to make sacrifices. Yeah, I was interested enough in what I was studying, but it really needs to become your passion. The Lent season is a period leading up to Easter when we'll remember the events of a particular Passover weekend in Jerusalem. From the Last Supper, the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus' arrest, trial, his eventual crucifixion, through to his burial and the discovery of the empty tomb on Easter Sunday. These events are often described as the Passion of the Christ. A number of years ago there was a Mel Gibson film with precisely that name. And we get this word Passion from the Latin word Passio, which means to suffer bear or endure. But as I've already suggested, we use the word quite different in everyday English. It speaks of a great love, something to which we are devoted. He has a real passion for Shakespeare. She has a real passion for chemistry. However, the two ideas are linked. For a measure of whether we are truly passionate about something is whether we're prepared to make sacrifices for it. What are we prepared to endure? 
maybe even whether we're prepared to suffer for it. This is the same the God we encounter in Jesus. Towards the back of our Bibles is a letter, actually it's more of a sermon manuscript really, called Hebrews. In one chapter, chapter 11, we get a great big list of people who are viewed as heroes of the Old Testament faith. We quite often sing a song based around that chapter. By faith we see the hand of God. It speaks of people who truly believed that God had a great plan and purpose for the world and that his plans and purposes were good. So that even when it got tough, they were prepared to throw their lot in with God in order to see those plans and purposes come true. They shared God's passion for the world. And so they endured. They all played their part in carrying a story of God's promises, God's hopes and plans for us, down through the generations. But the one who truly made it possible was Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of God. The cross was a brutal way of executing people. It was designed to kill someone with the maximum amount of pain for the maximum amount of time with the maximum amount of humiliation. But Jesus scorned the shame and endured it. He was prepared to go through his passion because of his and God's great passion. For the world that he had made A world that had turned from him, rejected him, even to the point where he sent his son into the world. And there was no place left for him. He suffered and died alone. What was the joy that was set before him? That we might be drawn back into relationship with God. Because of his suffering, sacrificial love. Because Jesus was prepared to enter into the darkness of our hostility and rejection of God. And fully absorbing it. And yet even then, still held out forgiveness. Even to those inflicting such hatred and suffering on him. Because of all that, we can know that God's door is always open to those who will come to him and trust in him. And because of the resurrection, we can know that nothing can stop God keeping his promises. The world has done its worst. And it still wasn't enough to separate us from God and his love. Those who heard that Hebrew sermon had a tough, and at times they were tempted to give up. But they were being urged to keep on keeping on. God wouldn't let them die. It can be tough holding on to faith when life gets hard. Particularly if it's having a faith that makes life hard in the first place. It can involve making sacrifices. Not just doing what we choose or want all the time. Or following the path of least resistance. 
that we can hold on, we can persevere because we truly believe that God has something better for us. We don't do it to win God's approval. We do it because we've come to see God's great passion for the world. God's great love for the world. God's showing that great passion through what he was prepared to endure. In the resurrection, he is showing he is capable of seeing it through. God has plans and purposes for this world. And they are indeed good. Go into this week and know that God is with you. Grace and peace be with you.